Greetings, and welcome to episode 5 of By Definition, a short-form podcast about words, what they mean, and what they actually mean. Today, we look at the word justice. Wherever you are, thank you for bringing this podcast with you. Uh, The world is a crazy and busy place for many of us these days, and I appreciate the fact that you've allowed this podcast to capture your attention for at least one more episode. Let's go on another word venture together. Last time we discussed freedom, and we posited the idea of freedom as less about us and more about them. We asked the question, is it possible that to achieve freedom, at least satisfactory freedom, I must create space for others to exercise their freedoms rather than solely focus on simply trying to maximize my own personal exercise of freedom. I actually don't have a concrete answer for that, and maybe you've come up with one since we last met. But what it does do is it opens up a discussion for us. And sometimes if we don't have the answer, the best answer we can come up with is simply asking the question and seeing where that leads. Today we're going to focus on what I've come to believe is kind of a sibling word to the word freedom, and that word is justice. And why do I say siblings? Because I think they share a critical attribute which affects how we feel about them. A common gene, you might say. And that common gene is absolutism. Or as we phrased it last time in regards to freedom, the word has a pass-fail nature to it. We either have justice or we don't have justice. It's an all or nothing thing, or at least that's what our emotions tend to make us feel in relation to this word. Justice is a noun in the English language, but it ties closely to the adjective just. And this is similar to freedom as well, where we had the noun freedom and the adjective of free. I'm going to lay out our definitions from our three typical sources, and then we'll try and mold that into a succinct, clear definition as we continue our discussion. Merriam-Webster gives us three definitions for justice that we're going to look at today. Number one is this, quote, the maintenance or administration of what is just, especially by the impartial adjustment of conflicting claims or the assignment of merited rewards or punishments. Number two, the quality of being just, impartial, or fair. Number three, conformity to truth, fact, or reason. Next, we'll hit our Cambridge Dictionary, which provides two definitions under the business English heading, which I like to go with because of its direct, succinct nature. So number one under the Cambridge is Quote, the system of laws within a country or state by which people are judged and punished. Number two, quote, the quality of being fair and right. You can already see a common thread here. We've repeated the words fair. We've repeated the words punishment. And that's going to continue as we go into our last group of definitions from Google, which comes from the Oxford languages. Number one is, quote, just behavior or treatment. And number two is, quote, the quality of being fair and reasonable. Our resources provide a lot of consistency between words that they use to try and help us define justice in an academic sense. If we look at these definitions and kind of mentally layer them on top of each other, 
they're going to overlap on a number of key words. The term fair appears in three of our definitions. The word punishment shows up twice, as does the word right in a moral sense, as in right and wrong. The term reason or reasonable also appears two different times, along with the word impartial. So this kind of leaves us with an overall, if we, if we put it in our own words today, justice being the application of fair and impartial treatment, consistently enacting what is morally right in a given situation. In other words, one person receives as a result of certain set of actions, the same reward or punishment that another person receives for an identical set of actions. It's kind of a universal standard that forms this umbrella over everybody, or that's what the definition leads us to believe. Before we talk about it any further, about what it kind of ends up looking like functionally in life outside of the academic definition, let's look at our etymology for additional clues. Etymonline.com tells us that as far back as the mid-12th century, the term justice, which came from the old French justice, had the idea of, quote, quality of being fair and just, moral soundness, and conformity to truth. And even a century before that, the Latin form had the ideas of righteousness and equity attached to it. That phrase, conformity to truth, is interesting in our etymology because it's this exact same phrase as is used in our third Merriam-Webster definition, which, if we go back to it, defines justice as, quote, conformity to truth, fact, or reason. So we have a real clear and tight connection between the word truth and the idea thing slash word justice. And we do often associate justice in our current period of human history with facts and truth. Those words are attached to everything from courtrooms to criminal investigations, from lawyer dramas on TV to superhero movies in the theater. And it makes a tidy little catchphrase, doesn't it? Truth and justice. Both are absolutes, and they kind of sink in nicely together. The reality of truth versus falsehood is intrinsic to human interaction and existence. Without this standard measure of what is true versus what is a lie, what is real versus what is fiction, we as humans would be in a constant state of confusion and uncertainty. We understand that justice cannot be applied without first deciphering what is true and what is false. The truth and the facts tell us what already happened, and then justice tells us what should happen next as a result of those true facts. And that's great. We have this academic, sterile, non-emotional definition of what justice should do. It should look at the truth and the facts, and it should tell us what to do next. But how does that play out in our hearts and our emotions? We've talked about the academic side, and now we're going to talk about the emotional connotative side. And if we have two sides, you'd think they'd be a 50-50 split of their impact. But in reality, like most things with a connotation, the connotation seems to balloon and take up the vast majority of how we feel about a particular word. And the academic definition gets pushed to the periphery. So let's dig into that kind of scary, shadowy area of all the emotions that are involved with justice. It's charged with emotion. 
And much of that has nothing to do with the word itself, but rather the circumstances in which the word comes up. We find ourselves using the word during situations that have a lot of pain involved, a lot of emotion. The term justice is attached to things and related to things like crimes and horrible things that happen all over our planet. And for every poor girl caught in the cycle of human trafficking or every person wrongfully imprisoned or dictators committing genocide, people doing wrong things and getting away with it or doing wrong things and not getting away with it, all these circumstances in which justice is a buzzword end up creating emotions around the word far beyond its definition. And it just kind of absorbs all of this visual and sometimes spiritual and emotional stimulus from everywhere else. And it comes up to mean pain or disappointment. And it carries with it baggage that it can't seem to let go of. So we look at this human devastation on so many levels, and we want a solution. We want to fix all the broken homes, the broken lives. And the word that we seem to gravitate to to fix that is justice. If only we had justice. And it ends up connotating the idea of a remedy or a resolution to the issues we see before us. The problem is that by definition, justice is only a rubric. It's only a grading tool for a test that's already been taken. All it does is tell us how badly a person or a set of circumstances has failed, how far short of the mark they or it fell. In our minds, we understand that logically, but in our hearts, we end up thinking of justice more like bonus questions at the end of the test, as though by achieving justice, a few points can be added to the results that are already in the books, and somehow the failure can be reduced or even removed, and along with it, some of the pain and the hurt. Unfortunately, that's not the definition of justice that we just looked at. Justice cannot fix tragedy. It can only clarify how bad it truly was and maybe at its best tell us what we should do as a result in an impartial way. But we also, because of this, desire to have justice mean something when the facts tell us it's not going to change anything. We connect hope with the word justice because our hearts want that hope. But justice if applied correctly, should be precise and definitive, while hope by its very nature is much more abstract. It is possible for us to hope for justice, but justice can't provide hope. Hope is something that we're looking forward to, and justice is in the now saying, this is what went wrong in the past. Hope must come from somewhere else. Another connotation of justice is the assumption and idea that it will be consistent, repeatable, and equitable among all those over which it presides. And that sentence gives us a stark indication of a fact that we don't really want to reconcile with. One of the connotations of justice ends up being the same as its definition, right? The definition of justice is that it is equal and fair and consistent. And yet I just told you that one of the connotations is it's fair, equal, and consistent. So how can the definition and the connotation be the same? Well, they can be the same because justice really struggles 
to fulfill its definition. And it's because it's ultimately wielded by human individuals who are anything but consistent, repeatable, and equitable. Justice is a tool. It's an application of something. And those who are doing the applying of justice greatly affect what justice ends up being. We can define it in books. We can lay it out on the page. We can scroll it on courthouses and other things like that. And we can yell and scream for it in the streets. But if we're not applying the universal standard consistently, then it doesn't really end up being what it's defined as. And that is the fault of the applier, not the fault of justice. Justice, by definition, is a perfect, exact tool. However, it's clutched in the hands of imperfect, inconsistent beings. And they, that is us, swing it without equality or fairness because of one fact which we so often ignore in ourselves. We may all be human, but we are far from equal in how we live out our lives. And we will discuss that next time on By Definition when we cover the word equality.